0: Hello, New Jersey Devils fans, and welcome to the Locked On Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Julia Kender, and I'm here to bring you the latest and greatest in all things Devils news, opinion, and analytics. Don't forget you can subscribe to Locked On Devils on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you receive your podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. Okay, so the Devils beat the Washington Capitals five to one, and they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning two to one. But that wasn't the biggest surprise of the weekend. The Devils have also fired General Manager Ray Shiro after the Washington Capitals game. I wasn't expecting much change in the lineup, um, to be honest, let alone in management. So them getting rid of Ray Shiro was kind of out of left field in my opinion. Um, I don't know what prompted it. I don't really understand the, what's the word, the explanation, I guess, um, the the justification of firing Ray Shiro, but they did. <laughs> and yeah, um, now Tom Fitzgerald is taking over, um, on an interim basis. He looked to Ray Shiro as a mentor, kind of, and I don't know. He, he was kind of groomed for this position, um, is what a lot of people are saying and what I've been seeing around, and just from what I know of Tom Fitzgerald's, uh, previous, uh, work under Ray Shiro. Um, it's his first time as a GM, Granted, he is on an interim basis, but the New Jersey Devils have said that they are going to be taking a good look at him when they're doing their search for a GM. Um, Josh Harris, managing partner Josh Harris, um, he said that they're just trying to they're just not getting it done. Um, that was like his justification on why they fired Ray Shiro. We're just not getting it done. However, in the past week and a half, the Devils have been getting it done. So that's where my confusion sets in because they've been getting it done and they've been beating some really good teams like the Washington Capitals and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um I just I don't get it. Um I'm going to read you some quotes and stuff and just some more general things to give you a more rounded picture. Um, Also, oh, I forgot to mention, Marty Brodeur will help as an advisor in hockey operations. So that's going to be very uh, interesting. Um, I think that it's good to give him a bigger position. He's been doing a lot behind the scenes for the Devils, and I think that he's just going to step up even more with this role. Um, So Josh Harris quote, Ray was a really talented NHL executive, and we wish him incredibly well in the future. He did some great things for our organization, but the reality is we're not where we want to be, end quote. Um, Josh Harris also said, quote, we're optimistic about our future. These things are never easy, but we thought this was the right thing to do, and we're moving forward for our fans. We're really committed to winning. We weren't winning enough. We're optimistic and we're going to put all our efforts into delivering you a winning franchise here in new jersey end quote um yeah so ray shiro i i don't know what happened behind the scenes obviously as i'm not there so the fact that ray shiro is not a fast and dirty gm he's a gm like i don't know who to compare him to um He's a GM that takes things slow and you kinda see his his work done in the future. He builds a team up from the bottom and he kinda it takes a little while for you to see the product, but once you do, it's there and it's good. That's just how ratio works. That's who he is as a GM. Um and I think the devils were getting a little frustrated with the fact that so much has been happening this season for the Devils, and um, they could only hold, you know, Ray accountable at this point because they already fired Coach Hines, and they had nobody else to hold accountable for all of the mess that's happened at the beginning of the season. Um, What I don't get um, other than the firing of Ray Shiro now because this was very out of the blue and it was very like I don't know it was just while they're kind of doing better while the devils are playing well it just doesn't make sense to me that they would just choose to fire him now and say that it's because they're not getting it done like if it had been a few weeks ago maybe but now when they're actually doing all right like I don't get it um but I also don't get the timing of it at the, like, to the point where I don't get why they did it right before the Lightning game, you know? Um, They did it right before the Lightning game, just like they fired Hines before that game. Um, So, I don't know why they do that, especially, like, to put it on the players like that, to be like, oh, go play this game. That's already going to be hard. Also, we fired your coach. Also, we fired your GM. Like, I don't get why they did it like that, But you know, it's just how it happened. All right, so I'll talk a little bit more about Ray Shiro getting fired at the end. I'm sure, or throughout this, because knowing me, I just always go on tangents. But I do want to talk about the rest of this weekend. Um, The Devils, they are out of thirtieth place, where they have been since late November. so they were in 30th place in the league. Now they're up to 28th. So that's pretty big. Um, really happy to see that. It's kind of showing that their hard work is paying off. and even um, after the Lightning game, Jack Hughes said that playoffs are on their mind. So just a reminder, the St. Louis Blues were in the last place in the league last year going into January. and somehow they turned it around and ended up winning a cup. I'm not saying this New Jersey team is going to do that, but there's still a chance for them, and I think that's something that fans need to keep in mind. Also, this style of hockey that they've been playing lately has been fun. I don't know about you guys, but I've been having a lot of fun watching them. Um, It's fast-paced. It's competitive. It's really good hockey, and at the beginning of the year, I wasn't expecting this from them, so this is really good to see. Um. So, obviously, Corey Schneider was called back up. Uh, his last game that he played or his last start that he played in the NHL was November 8th. His last four games with Binghamton, he went 4-0-0. He had a 1.23 goals against average and a 0.952 save percentage. And he only had five goals against in the last four games. So Corey's been doing pretty well he's been doing all right I think Binghamton this whether it's a stint in Binghamton or just like a general he's going to be staying in Binghamton for a while like he'll be sent back down I don't know but it was good for him so I'm happy about that and I'm happy to see him back up somebody else who was back in the lineup was Jack Hughes Uh, he was back on Sunday and back on Saturday was both Connor Carrick and Jasper Bratt So, all good things coming around, um, people getting healthy, just it's been, things have been going the devil's way, to just put it that way. I don't want to jinx anything, but just saying. Um, on the other hand of that, though, Mackenzie Blackwood has an upper body injury that he sustained at the, during the Rangers game, it's said, um, that's what I've seen reports of, so it's not his mouth issue that he, that happened, um. So, I don't really know um, what that could be because I don't remember seeing, like, anything happening then, um, like, in the game. So, I wonder what that is. Um, I wonder how long he's going to be out. Um, but for now, Louis Domingue and Corey Schneider are going to be able to, to hold up the forward, I think. Uh, Kyle Palmieri also got hurt in Washington's game, and he was out Sunday against the Lightning. Um, he blocked a shot with his leg, um, and he stayed in the game, finished the game, played like 16 minutes of ice time, and then I think he woke up, and was really swollen. They said, and he just couldn't play today. So, yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, Mueller was out against Washington and again against Tampa Bay because Connor Carrick was in. And Connor Carrick kind of proved himself against this, the Washington Capitals. He played a really good game. Um, he was, like, playing really well. And then on Saturday, or Sunday, sorry, he actually got into a fight against uh, Yanni Gord. It wasn't a big fight. Um, very few punches were thrown. But it was a fight. It was showing that he has fight for this team and that he's ready to be back, you know? So that's also good to see. Uh, Good to see him. There was also another scrum during the Tampa game. Um, There were a few, let's be real. It was kind of a chippy game towards the end. But in the beginning, there was a bad hit on Boakfast and Wood took exception to it. And he went after like three Tampa Bay Lightning players, which was like really not smart because he's a single person, but hey, you guys stick up for your teammates, and I really like seeing that, uh, that fight from these guys, uh, shows that, you know, they care about one another, they care about the game that they're playing, and this team, so all good things here, um, minus the injuries, (laughs) um, let's go in deeper to these games, and look at some statistics So, let's start with this Washington Capitals game. Um, Shots on goal. The New Jersey Devils had 22. The Washington Capitals had 34. Face-off percentage, 55.2 for the Devils and 44.8 for the Caps. And then we get into special teams. As you all know, kind of my favorite. Um, The Washington Capitals were 1 out of 5 and the Devils were zero out of one. So, we, we, the Devils took five penalties against the Washington Capitals. Of all teams to take a lot of penalties to, it's not going to be the top one in the league, I don't think, but they decided that that's what they were going to do and took five penalties luckily they were able to kill off four out of five so that was really positive for their pk um to see them killing four out of five against the washington capitals um yeah so all together was 10 penalty minutes 10 minutes down a man and that's stressful to see but you know it's they came out on the other side so we at least got that going for us Someone I feel compelled to talk about is Nico Heashier and the way that he's been playing the past few games. Um, In the Washington Capitals game, he got first star and he had two goals. He played really, really well. Um, And I just, I'm going to do a whole episode on this, I think. But Nico is really becoming a leader. He's really stepping up. And I'm really proud to see that it's really good. Um, He's wearing the A this year, obviously, um, or alternating the A with palms, I think. And it's just been really cool to see Nico stepping up into this leadership role that we all know that he can, you know, excel in. But it's cool to see him actually doing it. It's one thing saying like, yeah, I'm going to be a leader in the locker room on the ice, blah, blah, blah. It's another actually putting it to work and doing it. So really, you know, proud of Nico, really impressed, Um, impressed is a good word, because he's young still. He's like, I don't know, 21, 22. So being thrust into this leadership role and excelling in it is huge. And he hasn't let it hinder him, but kept growing from it. So really happy and pleased to see that from Nico um pleased to see two goals from him against Washington that's for sure um another leader that I want to talk about is Andy Green Andy Green got his first goal of the season against the Tampa Bay Lightning um so it's really good to see him finally getting on the scoreboard I know he struggled a little bit with that so happy to see that going on um and just happy in general with this leadership team leadership core and how they've been doing the past couple games um and how they've really stepped up and kind of turned this team around so the last player that I really want to talk about is Miles Wood because Wood you know got the empty net in both games this weekend against Washington Capitals and Tampa Bay so that was really good he also had an assist on Andy Green's goal and um, and i don't know i'm not a huge fan of wood but he's been doing all right in my book so just wanted to mention him give him a little a little love because i felt like you know i don't really talk about miles wood often he's not my favorite player he's not he's not some superstar player but he's good for what he does if that makes sense so yeah that's my that's my two cents on miles wood um, I do want to talk about this Tampa Bay game. Let me do some stats quickly, and then I want to get back into Ray Shiro, because I feel like I didn't say everything I wanted to say. All right, let's, let's do that. Shots on goal. Tampa Bay had 27. New Jersey Devils, 20. Domingue stopped 27 goals. Um, not 27 goals, 26 goals. Uh, Sunday. And 32 goals on Saturday. So, it's not even like he was given a sh- small, like, splattering of goals. He had a lot of shots on goals, on shots on goal on him. Wow, that was hard to say. Um, so, you know, he was doing pretty, he's doing pretty all right. You know, I'm pleased with Doming's play. He made some huge stops in that Tampa Bay game, like a huge stop on Cooch uh, towards the end. It was just a big save um i think he's starting to get his confidence back i think this whole team is starting to get their confidence back but yeah good good to see anyway back to stats um we were 60.8 in the faceoff percentage and then tampa bay was only 39.2 and for power play special teams all that fun stuff um they had, they were over two, and the devils were over four. So we didn't take as many penalties as we did in the Washington game, which is good. That's character development for this team, um, even if it's just one night. And we didn't score on our power play again, which, you know, not that surprising, but it happens when you're the devils, it happens quite often. But this isn't a negative podcast. This is a positive podcast i was gonna make a bad pun i stopped myself you're welcome so anyway back to ray shiro now uh just because i feel like i didn't say everything i had to say he did a lot of good for this devil's organization especially because lou left him with so much cleaning up to do um so i think that it's important that we look at that but in a, in a different sense, going forward, what does this mean for this team? You know, why did they pull a last season Flyers and can they turn it around? You know, can they turn the season around? Because if you recall, last season the Flyers f- fired their GM and then their head coach. So we just did it in the reverse order. Um, and the Flyers actually were able to go then on like a hot streak they didn't make it to the playoffs but they ended up playing better than they had in the beginning of the season so what does this mean for the devils you know are they going to be able to thrive under this new management team and are they going to be able to pull out consecutive wins like they've been doing are they going to be able to play better and prove something um i think yes I think this is kind of the turning point. January has already been the turning point for this Devils team. They have been playing really well against some really tough teams, and I think I think that this and Hines getting fired and everything else that's happened this season is just contributing to how they produce on the ice and see themselves in the locker room. Does that make sense? I think their confidence stems a lot from management. And obviously it stems a lot from how they play, (laughs) like obviously. But I think some of it is the reassurance they're getting from management, the ass kickings they're getting when they lose, and people who put them in their place and expect more from them. And I just don't know if Ray Shiro was expecting as much from them. Um, however, I don't want to knock Ray Shiro. He did some really great stuff for this organization. Um, I He signed Nico recently. And he obviously traded Taylor Hall. He made some questionable trades. He made some good trades. He did some really good drafting. Our team is young and talented right now. And a lot of that is accredited to Ray Shiro. So I don't want to knock Ray Shiro. I don't want to say that he was a terrible GM because he wasn't. Um, And again, this was very out of left field, out of the blue to see have happen. Um, But I think that a fresh start is going to be what this Devils team needs. I really do. I think that a fresh start management wise and year wise like it's the new year it's kind of a fresh start I know it's the middle of the season but that's how some people view it um I think it's going to be really good for them and I don't know I think I think they're going to be able to turn this around I do all right that is it for me today guys Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this one. Um, Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at jk underscore kender as well as at Locked on Devils. Um, That is about it. Um, Thank you again for listening. I am so pleased with how the Devils did this weekend and their back-to-back, and I will talk to you guys later. Go Devils!